It's time to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. Live in the nation's capital, hour two. Ryan Horvath, Nick Ashew. We're on Twitch, YouTube, the Odyssey app. You can see Ryan's glasses. Looks smart. He's ready to go tonight. It's week zero week for him. Yeah, feel smart. Week zero week. Is that a thing? Week zero week? Yeah, we can say week zero week. I think that's good. Yeah, we could, if it's not a thing, we made it a thing tonight. Easy enough. I made Kenny Pickett MVP a thing. I, I think that's a great idea. And when Actually, you have I guess a technically bet- he made himself a thing. But I mean, I he's helped. making himself a thing. Kenny Powers also made himself a thing, which is good, too. Danny speaking, McBride? Speaking of week zero. Oh, 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 Steelers are, oh, oh yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah. See, this is, yeah, they're, you probably shouldn't have bet the under. Probably shouldn't. Uh, don't forget, BetQL tailgate kickoff Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern with you, yeah. Ryan Horvat. I'm ready. I saw you in here kind of setting up the shots and the lighting today. It's going to be all you for an hour, staring at people, yeah. giving them everything they need to know. Really excited about it. This week, we're going to have John Ewing on from BetMGM. Does data PR over there, so we'll get some numbers. Take a look at biggest liability for the college football season as far as uh, futures market, win totals. And obviously we'll have a couple, uh, I was going to say really good games week zero. we got some really good uh, matchups week one, but week zero will be fun too. we got some bets. Listen, it's college football, it's real football, it's back, it's trickling back, and then after Labor Day, everything's back and we're fully loaded again. Yeah, we'll get to watch uh, new no- uh, Notre Dame and their new quarterback, Sam Hartman. We'll get uh, USC, Caleb Williams, looking to win back-to-back Heismans. Gonna be fun. There you go. Uh, the NBA has been quiet, but let's be honest, it's not totally quiet this time of year, especially with uh, a little quote that just came out a little while ago from the New York Times. Keith Smith jumps on with us now. Spotrack, the front office show. Uh, Giannis, I guess, telling uh, the New York Times, Keith, that you know the Bucks not ready to sign an extension just yet. I don't want to think about it financially, but also, you know, there's I want to see where we're going in the future. Is this going to be a big story moving forward, a little story? What do you think about this Giannis quote and maybe his future in the conversation about that with the Bucks? Yeah, I think just like last time when he was approaching free agency and he hadn't uh, done an extension, it was a huge story, right? And we heard, you know, right up until, uh, you know, basically it was time, then he beat signed on with the Bucks, and, and off we went. So I think we're in a spot where, yeah, it'll be a huge story. He's one of the best players in the league. You know, he continues to be, you know, great. So I think we're in a spot where we're going to see it, you know, remain a major story until, you know, what's decided. It, it's hard to see him leaving, but, you know, he mentioned, I want to say it was about a year ago when he was asked about his future. One of the things he said was, hey, you know, I wanted to make sure I got a championship for this this city and this team and we did that he was kind of like you know i I don't know you know we'll see if we can get back but if if anything ever happened and i'm very much paraphrasing but if anything ever happened i can leave here you know feeling good that i at least got him a title yeah and i i think it's a genius move put the pressure on the front office as well and uh another guy though if we're sticking out east that probably does want to get moved is james harden and he did get fined uh 100k (laughs) for his public comments about daryl morey but what ends up happening with james harden like does he get moved i don't think there's any chance he actually goes back to philadelphia but who knows is there a chance that maybe he stays in china what do you think ends up ultimately uh, happening with james harden next season yeah, no, he'll be in the NBA somewhere. And I, and I continue to believe he will get traded. Like, I just think we're, we're at a spot with him where it is, um, you know, it, it, they're just not getting the offers that they want right now in Philadelphia. And it's one of those things where right now there's not a ton of pressure to, to make that trade. A month from now when we're on, uh, you know, training camp is getting ready to open and we're coming up to media day and we, we know how it'll go, right? We'll get to media day. And it'll be a whole bunch of, um, uh, you know, 
all right, hey, we're not going to do any James Harden questions if he's still on the team. And then guys <laughs> like us will be like, okay, sure. And then we're going to ask everybody who comes in front of a mic a James Harden question, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. But I, I tend to think that's kind of your more of your deadline, right? That's when it is, let's go. I think what will happen is Daryl Morey will come down in his asking price. The other teams will come up a little bit, and then they'll get it done. I just I don't think we're in a spot because we've seen what happens. If you bring James Harden in and he doesn't want to be there, you, you can't put him on the floor because you're basically playing five on four all the time. Yeah, we know that deadlines create action, and if it gets down to that point where they're tired of getting asked the questions, maybe that's Daryl Morey just saying, fine, we got to get rid of him. Keith, what does this then mean as a trickle-down effect for the Sixers if and when James Harden is moved? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Daryl Morey, part of what his stated goals are is he either wants players back who can keep them a contender or enough draft picks back that, that he can then flip for players that will keep them a contender while also preserving cap space. And, and as I wrote for Track this week, good luck. Like, achieving all those things, like, that's not, not going to happen, right? Like, like, it's rare to get, you know, somebody who can keep you a contender and, and keep cap flexibility. So I think what we're really looking at here is with, with them is, he's eventually going to have to pick a path. And if the path is, all right, we're going to take back some talent and try to move forward, then they can do that. They could probably stay a pretty good team and go because you've got a lot of good pieces in place. It's just going to be, you know, where, where do you go? If you can't do that and you really want to have this, you know, 50, 60, 70 million in cap space this summer, then you're probably going to have to take less of a package back now. And then we're going to find out how does the big fella feel about that. Is he like, well, wait a minute, we're kind of mm-hmm. not punting on a year, but are we saying like, uh, well, let's kind of pause for a year? I don't know that he's going to be open for that idea. Uh, we kind of heard from Damian Lillard today. He said, uh, you know, he confirms that he has requested a trade to the Miami Heat, does not want to speak on the Trailblazers. What do you think ends up happening with Dame? When does he get moved? Does he start the season in Portland? Is that a midseason trade? What do you think ends up happening there? I think the same thing. I think, you know, we'll see when we get down to, you know, it's, we're getting close to training camp and media day and all that. And, and I think we'll, we'll see a trade get made. I think Miami will do what they need to do or, you know, some other team will come flying in that we didn't expect. Like, like, remember at this time last year, we all kind of thought Donovan Mitchell would get traded and nobody thought it would be the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? It was all like, well, the Knicks just gotta, gotta get a little less stubborn and throw a few more things in there and they'll get him. And then the Cavs came in out of nowhere off the top rope, and, you know, now he's a Cavalier. I, we could see a similar thing, you know, happen with Damian Lillard. But I think for now what we're really kind of looking at in this position is it's going to be a similar thing. If he's going to end up in, um, you know, in, in Miami, it's going to be the same thing. They he come up, they figure out a way to improve their uh, their offer, Portland comes down a little bit, and they kind of get it done, and off we go. So I tend to think that'll be where it goes, and I think a lot of that's going to be driven by Portland. I think they're going to look at it and say, hey, you know, Chauncey Billups doesn't really want to start training camp with Damian Lillard and maybe a couple other guys on this roster that aren't really going to be a part of things. Let's really hit reset. Let's go. And I think that's when, you know, we'll get closer as we get closer to camp opening. How many teams do you think it's going to take to actually make this Lillard trade happen? Probably three. Yeah, I tend to think anytime we get past the three-team trade, that's, you know, nonsense people dream up in video games and trade <laughs> machines. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty rare we get, you know, even a even a regular two-team trade is fairly rare. A three-team trade is even more rare. Anything beyond that, there's about one maybe a year 
of those that we get, and that's probably even a little on the high side. So I think you know, what will happen is, if if need be, Miami will figure out a way to get Tyler Hero off to a third team that really values him and really has a need and says, all right, you know, we really kind of like Tyler Hero. Who, unfortunately, I think too much of the narrative is become Tyler Hero is not good. He stinks. And, and then I think people are going there because Portland doesn't want him. Well, Portland doesn't want him because they're loaded with guards that are young that they want to play. And they don't want to take him on, block one of their guards, plus his, you know, big contract. So it's not that he's a bad player. They just don't want to be there. So that's kind of where we're at with this situation. So I think we're kind of, you know, here where, all right, let's kind of, you know, move it forward. You know, let, let's get this, get a third team in there that wants Hero. They'll give assets and young players a pick. Those will get rerouted to Portland and off we go. Keith, I wanted to ask about the World Cup, but before we get there, I selfishly have to ask you about my Chicago Bulls because, <laughs> you know, Lonzo Ball, um, obviously not going to play this season. I hope to see him just ever again. But do you think they stand pat and they at least start the season with, uh, you know, Vooch and DeMar DeRozan? and Zach Levine because a couple months ago we were talking about Zach Levine as a trade target. Now, you know, that's kind of all calmed down. Um, is that roster kind of what it is going into the season, do you think? Yeah, I think they're done. I mean, they might have a minor addition here or there to kind of fill out the roster, but I think they're pretty much done. I, I think their plan is, all right, we, we went out, we got Javon Carter, we got Torrey Craig, a couple good defenders to come in, put with our group. We, we re-signed Kobe White. You know, we still got everybody else, and I think they're feeling like, all right, we, we can be a good team. I, I don't know that they can contend. I think, you know, that's the, they're, they're a step away from that. And I know for Bulls fans, they're kind of like, if we're not contending, like, well, why are we not resetting, right? Why are we not, you know, moving on from guys? Yeah. So I think they're in a position where, you know, let's, let's just kind of, you know, we're, we're going to run it back. And the next year, DeRozan comes off the books. They can maybe reset a little bit and kind of go in that direction. But for now, I think that roster is what it is. The face that Ryan made when you said that they're pretty much done, Keith, was a face of pure sadness I mean, it, right Keith, there. I love me some Javon Carter and Kobe <laughs> White, but, man, basketball hell is what I call that. Very, very upset. Not bad enough for the number one pick. Not good enough to, well, do anything. Well, that would be uh, the Wizards here in town for quite some time. I've watched that year after year Take after year. bet they're overs. Talking to Keith Smith and Bet MGM tonight. So we got the FIBA World Cup that's going to start this weekend officially. We had all the tune-up games. It, look, Team USA was 5-0. and They're just they're winning. They're a younger team, and they look still really good. They're 36.5-point favorites against New Zealand. That's an 8.40 a.m. Eastern time tip uh, coming up on the 26th. I I mean, this team's the heavy favorite to win it. I think we certainly understand that. That's that's not like a, a crazy thing here. But when you look at this team, what's the biggest concern or the biggest weakness with that roster? Shooting and rebounding. Those, those are kind of the two things. Is you know, Are they going to shoot it well enough? They, they, they're, they're pretty reliant on a couple guys to be their primary shooters. And then a couple of the scorers are kind of hit. They'll score, but they're hit and miss on if they're going to make make their jump shots or not so they, they kind of get to a point where it is all right you know if they're making their shots they're they're in great great shape and they'll 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 look pretty good and then the rebounding on the other end of the floor they're they're pretty small you know they're, they're pretty much going to play one big and they're going to rely on the guards and the wings are going to have to get on the glass now they're perfectly capable of it but you know are, are they going to get that done are they going to be in there and that's that's what we're going to be watching for to see, you know, they, they, they're going to, you know, hit the glass. So the, if anything kind of goes south for this team, it'll be because they're not making shots or they're not handling their boards. I don't want to try to say this guy's name and butcher it, but uh, he's 16 <laughs> years old. He's going to play in the World Cup. He's uh, South 
Sudan's FIBA World Cup roster. Um, what do you know about him? He's seven foot two, top NBA. You gotta prospect. at least try to say the name. Come on. Oh man, you're gonna be uh, saying he's came gonna be... in. Um, hit me with this one. You you got to do it. You got to do it. Come on, try it. I don't even want to try, Keith. Help me here. But but what do you know about <laughs> I, him? And yeah, I don't know how to say it either. So I, I don't want to be. Let's call, name, but... Let's call him Cam. Let's call him Cam. Are you, hear, are you, either, are you so hearing anything fine. about him though, Keith? <laughs> yeah, you know he's one of those guys who he started Buzz started to build about a year ago. He, he's uh, part of the NBA Academy um, in Africa. He's one of these you know uh, kids who just kind of you know part of the NBA's investment in Africa has been you know trying to. Uh, bring these prospects to the forefront and it helped these kids who might have, might not have been discovered or maybe would have been discovered when they're in their 20s you know and just kind of starting out let's get them when they're you know 14 15 16 years old and, and build them up and it sounds like you know they, they feel very confident that he's gonna be somebody who's eventually going to be be you know a player in a couple years you know we, we'll see you know my guess is you know, might go maybe he goes overseas to play professionally. Um, well, he's already overseas, but you know what I mean. Go to Europe or something like that, or he could be somebody who comes in and funnels through the G League uh, Ignite program, which we've seen a couple guys do now uh, out of Africa. But I know there's considerable amount of excitement now. I've heard some folks say, "Hey, he's on the roster, but let's not go too far." Yeah, like, like we're, we're we're probably it's not he's not going to be out there playing 30 minutes a game. But you know, anytime you're 16 years old and you're playing in a major international tournament in any sport, that's pretty huge and pretty great. So Anthony Edwards is getting a lot of praise from Steve Curry, and rightfully so. I mean, we've watched this kid grow into something just incredibly special. He's just so likable with his personality, and then there's the fact that he's, you know, a really, really good player on top of that. What is the ceiling for Anthony Edwards? Is this a guy that at some point could be a league MVP? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, you know, if not, definitely, you know, an all NBA guy and then go. I think we're seeing very quickly. I think last year it kind of happened, uh, because Car Anthony Towns missed so much time, but the Wolves became Anthony Edwards' team. And I think that'll fully cement itself this, this season, uh, going forward. And I think we're, we're just seeing, you know, this is kind of his blossoming. We've watched guys over the years use these kind of national team opportunities as a launch pad for big, big seasons. And I think that's what we're going to see here with Anthony Edwards is we're going to see him kind of launch into he's already, you know, a star, but this might be what takes him into superstar territory. I mean, he is incredibly fun to watch, and I just – I. I, I I hope he actually stays in Minnesota because you, guys like that you watch and you just go you wait for the time where people are like nope now he wants to get traded Keith Smith Spot Track Front Office Show really good talking to you again man hope you're enjoying the off season.